Well, I'm left with this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Doug Day. Doug, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this. Let's go. All right, let's go indeed. Doug is an author, a coach. He's a keynote speaker. He is a physical, emotional, and sexual abuse survivor. He's helping people to get unstuck from past trauma. His debut book debut book is Mistaken Identity. Doug, excited to have you on. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, well, thank you. Um, I'm uh, born and raised in Canada. I divide my time between Canada and New York, and uh, I have a twenty, almost twenty year old uh, daughter. And uh, um, most of my work, uh, really, in the past eight years, has been spent um, trying to help people do a couple of things. One is um, think for themselves. Uh, I wasn't really thinking for myself. I was just kind of following what I was taught to do. I didn't realize I could take control of my own thinking and my own mind rather than just kind of running with this program that was uh, drilled into me. And a lot of people are stuck um, in some area of their life, um, some a little, some a lot. Um, I try to get people uh, unstuck and see that they can rewrite their story. They don't have to, you know, let their, leave their life to, to fade or to chance. They can take control of the thinking and, you know, life is hard, but um, if you're in charge of your own mind and, um, you change the way you see yourself, um, life can actually be enjoyable. You know, too many people are struggling. I think it's just wrong. So I try to do my best to wake people up one at a time if it takes uh, to help them change their life. So, Well, I appreciate that so much. I think that we all are carrying around some degree to your point. Some of us a lot, some of us just a little. Um, so, how do you think about it? Is it an obligation to ourselves? Is it just something that we ought to do? Just the 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 promise of life could be so much better. Um, well, I think I think we ought to do it. Um, uh, I think for sure uh, parents need to do it. I mean, I was a young person that struggled most of my life. I became an adult that struggled. Um, and then, um, through those struggles, um, uh, I didn't treat myself very well. And so therefore I'm not really capable of treating others as well as I could be treating. I think if you feel better about yourself, um, then you do better in the world and you can help other people, uh, do the same and teach them, um, rise up, take them with you, um, guide them. So I think a lot of people are, uh, there's a great term I heard called hypnotic rhythm. I think a lot of people are just kind of hypnotized and, and going through life. And I think a lot of people, I know I, I was, uh, I was in conflict most of my life because it was a pull on me. We all have a pull inside of us. In our hearts, there's a purpose and a passion. There's a pull on us. Uh, it never goes away. It, it continues to pull on us. And I think if we don't, you know, pursue that and, and find out who we really are and, and try to live our life that way, I think we live with a lot of conflict. And if you're living with conflict, I think you create a lot of conflict. So I think my answer would be, I think everybody has a responsibility to, if you don't, you know, listen, it's your choice, it's your life, but life can be a lot better than uh, what it is for people. I think that's really interesting. It's, it's, it's a good way to think about it, that when we're constantly encountering resistance and we find ourselves always in some form of conflict, it's very possible that it's because we're fighting against this current or the pull and, and what is that pull? Is that a pull back towards who we really are? Yeah, I think it's a, 
I think, you know, if you believe you were created in God's image, and that means you've been given all the talents and abilities to carry out whatever moves you. I mean, we're all passionate about something. We all enjoy different things. And so um, that is really the real you. A lot of, you know, a lot of adults were young people that had, you know, their dreams cut down. I have a, a client of mine who always wanted to sing since she was a little girl and never pursued it. Now she's pursuing it and, and she's singing and she's earning money and she's, and she's loving it. So I think, yeah, I think we all um, have a calling. Um, I discovered that you don't have to, you know, find your calling. I think it finds you if you meet your true self. And that means that we have to uncover um, all the things that we were told about ourselves and aren't true, uh, all the uh, negative opinions we have of ourselves because of our experiences and our stories. In my case, you know, a lot of abuse. So naturally you grow up really questioning yourself. So, yeah, I think everybody has a, everybody's here for some reason. And that, that, that little fire, it's like one of those birthday candles, you know, it never blows out. You can try to blow it out or ignore it, but um, I think it's innocent. Um, a lot of people, you know, end their life in regret looking back. And, oh my gosh, I should have done something about that. So. Which is obviously a terrible thing and way too common. I, I I love the birthday uh, the birthday candle analogy, and it's small for a lot of us, but it's still there and easy to ignore, but at our peril because we won't. We'll go through life with conflict, and then we'll be on our deathbed. To your point, be like, shoot, I really should have tried to nurture that. Yeah. Well, listen. Um... Uh, the only reason the flame is small is because you think you're small. Um, we uh, we just you know we just got programmed to to believe things about ourselves that aren't true. We a lot of limitations, a lot of beliefs. You know, if we didn't get things right when we were little, we were punished and made to feel small. And um, I think a lot of people just got convinced that you know they're only capable of this much. Um, and, um, they just kind of live within that, within that context. You know, I say to people, don't, don't doubt your limits because you're never going to reach them anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, people are walking around in conflict. At first I thought it was just me when I started doing this work and telling my story and going public, I thought maybe it was just me that was struggling, but I've talked to thousands of people and most people are walking around in conflict because they're just not living their life the way they want to live it. They're afraid to be themselves because they're afraid of judgment. They're afraid of criticism. They're afraid of failure. Um, and um, that's no way to live. Uh, you don't have to live that way. And um, so if you can, you know, take a bit of time to take a look at um, who you really are and discover that I call this mistaken identity, you know, you are mistaken about who you are and who you're not. And if you could take a bit of time to undo that, um, life gets a lot lighter. Life, life gets a lot more peaceful. And when you're lighter and peaceful, then you can see things you didn't see before. We're so wound up, we can't even see what's right before us, the opportunities or what's within us that we could be doing and expressing. We're so, we're so fearful of judgment. And judgment, I think, is the real pandemic. That's the first and most important chapter in my book is stop judging. We, we judge ourselves. Uh, we were judged when we, li we were little by the adults. We took that on. We judge others. That creates conflict within us. Uh, we cause conflict in our life. we got to stop judging uh, ourselves and get a 
clear factual picture on who we really are, what we're capable of. You know, not many people do that. More people need to. Is that because it's well enough alone? It's This isn't great, but the fear of the uncertainty of doing something different could be worse? Well, listen, if you think about it, when, when you were little, really little, you're, you know, you're, you're a little baby boy, you arrive here and you're just, you're happy and you're free. Um, you have no judgment. You're not waking up in the morning going, I wonder how this diaper looks on me. You know, I mean, you just, you're just free. You're creative. You're imaginative. You play, you discover, you, you learn to walk, you learn to fall, but then you develop, you know, a little bit of an intellect and your parents notice that um, you're now paying attention and, and that you understand them. And then they start drilling in rules, values, beliefs, and then your program, you better get it right. And if you don't get it right, you're punished, criticized, teased. In my case, I was hit. Um, if you do get it right, there's not a whole lot of praise. And so you're, you're you know, brought up uh, really um, judging yourself uh, a lot. And the other uh, pressure that came at a very early age is conformity. Um, like, you know, you really were, you go to school uh, in your families in communities and clubs, whatever, there's this conformity policy that goes on. Plus you're judging yourself. So you, you have this fear of what other people are going to think. I mean, and then you just feel, you feel off track early age. Something just doesn't feel on track. You don't know what the right track is yet, but something feels off track. And um, as we get older, you know, the conflict continues to grow and it's like a virus. And um, we start not liking how we feel. Um, and we start to question ourselves and we don't feel good. And then we think there's something wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with us. The only thing that's wrong is what we believe or the way that we were brought up. In my case, you know, a lot of people suffer from abuse, child abuse, sexual abuse, et cetera. Um, and so we are now in a, in a situation, society where, I mean, mental health problems are, are on the rise. Um, funding requirements are on the rise. Uh, like the, the, the system is set up for people like me or people just in general who were struggling in life. You know, something deals them a blow. Um, our system's not equipped to handle it. Clearly, I say, listen, obviously it ain't working because <laughs> uh, it ain't getting better. And um, too many people are just locked in the idea that well, I don't feel good. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. And uh, nobody really questions anything. They just, they question why they feel the way they feel. They question what's wrong with them, but nobody really questions why they feel there's something wrong with them. Nobody questions the upbringing. Nobody questions, you know, what happened when they were a kid. Like for me, um, my story was blocked out till I was 39 years old. I mean, I was just going through life, struggling in relationships, doing well in business, feeling like there was something wrong with me, anxiety, depression, you know, nervousness, fear, criticism, worrying about being around other people, pretending to be somebody I wasn't just to get by and, and succeed. Then 39 years old, I wake up and I go to counseling because my marriage fails and this whole story starts to, to leak out. And so I'm gifted because I have the gift of knowing the story. And now I looked at the story from a, I see the story as a positive thing, not a negative thing. I just changed my perception on my story. I think my story is a gift actually that I went through because now I can do what I'm doing here with you. You know, but a lot of people have a poor attitude towards their story. They're, you know, I was dragging my victim mentality around with me most of my life. Um, 
feeling like a victim and sometimes acting like a victim, which is, you know, convenient at times. And um, I just got sick of myself, you know, feeling the way I was feeling. I had, wait a minute. And as I built my own awareness over the last eight years, you know, studying mindset and self-image and writing more and talking more, I realized, ah, no wonder I don't feel good about myself. But again, I started to question the facts rather than questioning myself. And that was free. Started questioning the facts instead of questioning yourself. So it's not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with me. I'm saying let's explore why it is that I'm feeling this and try to get down to the actual root cause of it. Yeah, that's it. We don't go to the root cause or we don't really come up with a cure. We just kind of mask it with, you know, therapy and pills and, and whatever. So um, the fact is I was abused as a child. That doesn't mean that I'm a victim now. Right? The fact is I got off to the wrong start in life. It doesn't mean I can't change the direction of my life. And so, yeah, we've got to get to the root cause of, of why do we feel the way we feel about ourselves. Listen, you could come from a great family um, and, um, you know, wonderful parents. And I, I talk to you all the time. They say, it's, Doug, it's not just, you know, people like you that went through a story like you. Um, on the weekend, I was doing an event and somebody came up. She goes, I had wonderful parents, you know, I had a really, really good life. But I still really felt off track my whole life. And I said, do you remember do you remember when you got off track and she recalled the situation where, you know, she was working on, on something and her parents really cut her down and her teachers really cut her down. And she just locked into that belief and carried on for a good part of her, of her life until she started to wake up a little bit. So, yeah, we got to just look at uh, the, the facts and, and our beliefs. You know, I was saying something the other day, I think kids should misbehave a lot. I think they should misbehave against the parents' rules so the parents evaluate the rules. Because sometimes, like I had dumb rules raising my daughter. I just inherited them. I had some pretty bad rules. Uh, if I carried on with those, I really would have gotten in trouble. And so, yeah, it's the, the cause is really the upbringing, your programming, your story, your experiences, and how they were perceived for you and told how you should judge and perceive them or how you judge and perceive them. And then that's the filter you live your life with. So if you want to change your life, you want to change your story, you want to feel better about yourself, just change your judgment and your perception because it's off track. If you feel off track, your judgment and your perception is off track. Plus, society loves to throw on a nice heavy layer of guilt and shame and resentment. <laughs> you know? and, and it's nobody's fault that they do it to you. That's what they learn to do. Guilt and shame play an important role, but it's only supposed to be in the moment. You know, you should feel guilty and a little bit of shame just to correct yourself, but you shouldn't carry it around for the rest of your life. But that's when what we're you doing. We were taught to do that. Yeah. When when you really think about it, which you obviously have, and, and I'm grateful for it. <laughs> a lot. Um, <laughs> uh it makes it, it it's almost as though it couldn't have worked out any other way when we take a young person and just feed him into the meat grinder of of conform follow the rules and if one if, if you stick out it's in group out group and that's 
you know, a story as long as time. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting because, um, we're all unique. There's nobody like us. Uh, there's nobody better than us and we're no better than anybody else. We just are our, ourselves and we're, we're taught to express ourselves and, you know, be ourselves, but it's a double binding message, right? Like be yourself, George, but conform. Be your, do what you want, George, but you better worry what the neighbors are thinking. Be yourself, <laughs> but, you know, it's a, it's a dumb game. Um, and I, I, I'm just on a mission to get people, if I can just eradicate, you know, judgment, you know, to some degree or another in other people, especially judging themselves, uh, you get a much different perspective on, uh, on life. But like you said, when we were little and start, first started, we were, we were imitating the adults, you know, shave like dad, eat talk, everything like that. Then we became hypnotized by the rules. And so we just kind of went through life and that formed our image of ourselves. And we believe that was us with all of our limitations and all of our negative qualities that got pointed out. And then away we went because your, your self image is what runs your mindset and your mindset directs your brain and your nervous system. Not a lot of people know that your mindset your mind controls your brain and nervous system. I didn't know that. When I found that, I go, no wonder I think what I think, and no wonder I feel the way I feel, because my mind directs my brain and my nervous system, and my mind is run by my self-image or my opinion of myself. No wonder I got lost. And no wonder I was wandering around aimlessly just trying to get it right. You know, we were off track. We got we got Mr. We we did it. What's that? Um you know, when you get your iPhone, you get the OS update. We need an operating system update, all of us, you know. I nice idea. But a lot of people, they'll take the idea, oh, that's a nice idea, Doug. But they're so locked into conformity and fear, you know, they'll stay down that, that, uh, that road that most people go down. Take the road less traveled. It's a much less crowded place and a lot more peaceful and free. <laughs> That's the truth. It is. Uh, it is in many ways. I think our 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 life's work to try to get back to where we were when we were born. Yeah, yeah. And I think our life's work. I love that. I think our life's work is to um, help other humans. You know, help other people do better in life. You'll feel a lot better about yourself if you're helping somebody else. I'm a big fan and follower of Gandhi, and I love listening to his story and. He just moved into a life of selfless service and he didn't have any money or any weapons or anything like that. But he became a leader of, you know, 400 million people followed him, plus became a global lead leader all around the world just from the idea of service. You know, go out and help somebody. Get your, get your mind off yourself. Stop. My mentor said, Doug, you got to stop thinking about yourself. You're so self-centered. I go, no, I'm not. He goes, yes, you are. I didn't know what he meant. He said, you're always thinking about yourself because I was so uncomfortable with myself. He said, you stop worrying about what other people think of you. You realize that they very rarely do. And you can go out and help other people. Take your mind off you and focus on others. And um, you'll start to feel better about yourself. And that was true. And then what you do is when you help other people um, and help them make them feel better about themselves, you feel better. The judgment disappears. The conflict disappears. 
and you become more equable and, and calmer and more peaceful. And you can't judge people if you're out there trying to help and serve them. You know? I love stop it. judging others if you stop judging yourself. Well, Doug, good news, bad news. You're on the right track, but you've got your work cut out for you. So, <laughs> I am. Uh, I made a decision a while back that, that uh, uh, I am prepared to die on this hill. I'm going to die of something anyway. And uh, so I just got locked into what is the wrong that I want to right in the world. And it's just plain wrong that people are struggling. It's wrong that people continue to suffer from, you know, the out the effects of the trauma and abuse from their childhood or in young adulthood or late adulthood. And it's just wrong that people are feeling so lousy about themselves and the system doesn't have the answer. You have the answer within you. Um, we don't have to follow the path, the worn out path that we keep on following. So that's my mission. Try to keep, make people feel better about themselves so they can do better in their life and help other people do the same. Amen. Well, Doug, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they connect? And how can they get a copy of Mistaken Identity? Yeah, I mean, the easiest way is to go to DougDane.com and you can get access to uh, my book there. It comes out uh, April 4th. You can pre-order it now. we got a couple bonuses online if you, if you do that. Um, and um, uh, Or just type in Doug Dane on, on the internet and social and you'll find me there. And I'd love to hear from you. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Doug your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to DougDane.com, D-O-U-G-D-A-N-E.com and check out everything that we've been talking about today and get your copy of Mistaken Identity and start doing the work. Thanks again, Doug. Thanks, George. Appreciate it. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.